Hi, everyone. It's Jen Newell. Welcome to this week's episode of the Leadership Habit Podcast by Crestcom. Today, I sat down with Keith Smith to talk about how to cultivate infectious energy. You know that energy where everyone wants to be around you. They want to listen or work and collaborate with you. It's that energy that all of us want, but sometimes life gets in the way. But let me tell you a little bit more about Keith. Keith is on a social mission to help leaders, entrepreneurs, and investors live more empowered lives, cultivate innovation, and overcome fear and become more effective leaders. Each day, he strives to make a difference by sharing his energy, experience, and passion, by imparting wisdom and thought leadership, and by being present during times of need. Keith has more than 25 years as an executive leader and mentor and motivator, and he currently serves as the president of Bonco Products. I hope you enjoy our conversation. You're going to get to know what he, as a president, is doing to keep and maintain and cultivate that infectious energy. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome, Keith Smith, to the Leadership Habit Podcast. We are so excited at Crestcom to have you here today to talk all about how we can cultivate infectious energy. Woo! Is that what you picture? Like, that's what I picture. And we think of that infectious energy, that energy that makes you want to work with someone or maybe even talk to that person versus the opposite energy where you're like, can I run away far, far away from that person? Keith, thank you so much for joining us on The Leadership Habit. Again, we're very, very excited to have you and to talk about this subject today. So welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me, Jen. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. I think what you're talking about there is uh, being attractive, right? You're attracting uh, good things around you versus uh, repelling them. So, uh, yeah, great. Uh, glad to be here to talk about infectious energy. Yes, appreciate and we're gonna we're gonna define it for our audience. Yeah. You want to know what energy really is because I think energy for some people feels like a a conceptual, like woo woo topic. Like what is energy? I'm not sure what that is, but before we go into it, I know you and I have had the opportunity to meet before you're in Wisconsin, which is where I'm originally from, but could you go ahead and introduce yourself to our audience and tell them a little bit more about you and what you do? Sure. Uh, Keith Smith, what I currently do, uh, as a job is, uh, president and CEO of Vonco products, uh, a medical device contract manufacturer that uh, makes uh, products and packaging. Uh, we do some work in uh, consumer products as well. Uh, so we've got four facilities around the Midwest, uh, one in Wisconsin, two in Illinois, uh, one in uh, uh, Indiana. And so it keeps us busy, over 200 uh, employees, but uh, trying to create uh, an environment where we create a lot of value for the world. Uh, but we cross that uh, with uh, helping our employees achieve their hopes and dreams. And so from that standpoint, uh, it takes a lot of energy to uh, allow that, uh, all that to happen. Um, you know, I, I had spent my uh, career in uh, moving up from uh, the production floor uh, all the way through engineering, through business and sales roles, through operations roles, uh, to the to the point where I ultimately wanted to own and run my own business. And 10 years ago in uh, 2013, I was able to make that dream uh, a reality and uh, bought a small business, uh, which is Bonco Products uh, today in a, a very similar industry that I, I came up with. It had to do a lot of grinding along the way uh, to, to get to where I'm at now. And um, didn't necessarily know about all of uh, the challenges that would uh, come along and uh, learn learned a lot. And so my 
my passion now is to share some of my story with other entrepreneurs that uh, are trying to grind it out because it can be a tough road and there's a lot of lessons to be learned along that way. So I have a social mission to, to try to give back uh, and uh, mentor and um, uh, teach uh, uh, um, entrepreneurs that uh, might be trying to balance it all. Uh, and I think the common perception is that you can't. And uh, that was my perception through that. And uh, uh, things gave out in, in my life that I didn't want to give out and uh, ultimately uh, learn lessons the hard way and want to want to give back by sharing some of those lessons. Well, congratulations, one, on buying and starting and your success on your business today. Like, congratulations on that. And then on the flip side, I have to ask, I'm sorry, did I hear that right? You're a CEO that cares about helping your employees realize <laughs> their hopes and dreams because- are you are you a leprechaun or a yeah fan? exactly? You well, always hear that. How did, yeah. how did that become you know one of your values or one of the I guess I don't, mindsets that you have as a leader? Yeah, yeah. It, well, our one of our top core values is we care more, and that uh, is we care more about ourselves. Uh, we we care first, right? If we pour into ourselves, it overflows into others. That's a, a tenet of energy, by the way, uh, that I'll get into, but. Uh, that starts there. Uh, we care more about each other from there. Once we care about ourselves, we can just like the mask on the airplane, put your mask on, make sure you're breathing. Uh, then you can take care of all these people around you because you've got, you've got oxygen. Same thing here. Take care of the person next to you and then take care of our customers. Cause that if we're taking care of ourselves, each other, it's going to pour into our customers. It's going to pour into the patients and consumers we serve. And one of the concepts that I had read is a great book, uh, Matthew Kelly called Dream Manager, and we actually uh, have a Dream Manager employed that will sit down and work with uh, each one of our associates on helping them bring their career in line with what they want to achieve in life, whether it's get their kids through college, uh, first generation, um, uh, American, it's taking that dream vacation, it's uh, getting to a certain level as a business owner. Uh, we we want to help uh, everybody uh, achieve those dreams. And I think that's the cool thing about being uh, a president CEO. Uh, you've got the opportunity to watch a lot of people uh, impact uh, not just the employee, but the families uh, that uh, and the communities that they live in. So it's uh, it's it really is a fulfilling process. Yes. Well, and I just. I admire that so much that you put that at the forefront of seeing your people as people and not, you know, the the employees that are getting the job done, which of course that's what they were hired for, but they're also people with hopes and dreams. And I love that. I don't know. It's very inspiring for me as a podcast host to hear an uh, executive, a CEO and a president say the importance of helping your employees realize that, because I don't think that every employee that might be listening to this even has that option or even has that type of culture that they work in. So thank you for doing that work. I can only imagine the impact that you're making on the individuals that work for your organization. And you talked about it. You have to have a lot of infectious energy to be able to do that. So now let's dive into the show. Mm -hmm. We're going to be talking about cultivating infectious energy. And of course, I have to give the baseline. So what is energy? Like from your perspective, like what is energy and why does it matter? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, you, I'm sure a lot of people have heard you only have the 24 hours in a day. And so it comes down to really how 
much are you able to take advantage of those 24 hours a day? And you don't know when your time is up uh, on the earth. So I think from the standpoint, we hear a lot about time management, but we all have the same time uh, per day anyway. And we all want to you know, achieve our hopes and dreams uh, in our lifetimes. And so really the only controllable area, at least as far as I'm concerned, is managing your energy in that time frame. So um, there's there's a lot of tenants to that energy, but it's uh, you know you, how do you manage your physical energy? You know whether you're you're physically able to stay awake or physically able to achieve your health goals or physically able to do that. So you get the physical uh, energy, but you also have this uh, emotional uh, energy um, and uh, spiritual uh, energy as well. So there's um, uh, in that spiritual energy. Um, uh, is, is important, uh, from the standpoint of gratitude. Uh, you know, so when you start thinking about, um, you know, um, just in general, what, uh, what, uh, has happened to you throughout your, your entire life, uh, sometimes you can get dr- drug into lower emotional energy because of it. So being grateful for everything that's happened up to you, to, up to a certain point, uh, in your life uh, is super important. Uh, so it doesn't drag you into low energy emotions, right? So you have low energy emotions like uh, shame, guilt, um, uh, anger, those things. How do I stay out of those types of energy? So with the mental, emotional, spiritual energy is coupled with physical energy, we uh, we can cultivate infectious energy coming out of you. So I, I guess maybe the best way to put it is, uh, I started getting into it, is to think about it as uh, a, a bucket of water. And so prior to, um, a, let's call it a crucible event in my life. I, one of my main focuses was just forcing my business, uh, to grow. And it was everything that I could do. And I put all my energy into it so that I didn't have enough energy to put into my children, put into my relationship to put into, um, my community. And so when all that energy was going over there, I would fall asleep at night, very tired, uh, maybe not sleep super well, wake up, maybe my bucket's full, but I'd feel like by during the day, people were taking that, that water, the bucket of water and just t- taking my energy, taking my energy, taking my energy. And when I cultivate infectious energy, when I stay focused on working on my physical mental, emotional, and spiritual energy, my bucket overflows. And now my energy flows into others and that becomes infectious. And so it's a series of uh, activities that I want to, you know, uh, persuade, uh, influence others to consider, because if you're putting that energy into yourself, you're now overflowing. And I think some of the, um, challenges with this concept is like, it seems a little selfish. It seems a little greedy that I need to focus on myself first before I focus on others. And I had a hard time with that because of what uh, we talk about is servant leadership. I think the concept in servant leadership that I misinterpreted uh, most likely is that I think the concept is good to be a servant leadership leader, but 
that when you go and work on everybody else first and everybody else's needs become before yours, you start running out of energy to really be effective there. And so, um, you know, really the big areas uh, for me to, to cultivate internally first is physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual energy. And I can go into some of those along the way as well. Yeah, let's dive into it. And I, you know, I love the perspective of just a baseline understanding that every action that you take or conversation or commitment is either adding to your energy or it's detracting. It's either adding or detracting. And I love the point. We have 24 hours in a day, but you might not have the energy that you need for the entire day unless you're doing something to add to it. But I think the other piece that when I think of energy, I also think about those negative emotions, right? The catabolic emotions of people that might have lower energy, that might be more critical and angry and frustrated. And for those that are leaders, you can likely think of that person on your team that kind of has that as their mindset. And I like to always put the reminder out there that energy can attract or we can entrain to a different energy. That if you have that person that is negative and hating their life, they can impact your entire team. And on the flip side, if you have that infectious energy, that can also uplift your team. So this is a big why of that, in my opinion, at the workplace of like, do you want to have the energy that's dragging it down or do you want to add the energy that's bringing everyone up? So let's dive into it. How do you cultivate infectious energy? Yeah, so so it, it's it's through a series of priorities, quite frankly. Um, I call it the, the path of... Uh, of power versus the path of force. And I think uh, for, for me, I, I felt like uh, uh, I was always, and, and again, it, as, as I, the lessons I've learned, let me start there on the opposite side of the mistakes, if that's okay. Um, yeah. uh, and I would, I would wake up ready to go for business, uh, get into my business and just start working, working, working and trying to force uh, some good results. And uh, that process uh, drained my energy most days where like I love baseball and my son loves baseball. My daughter plays softball in college. We're baseball family and, and just love it. But like some days I would come home and like, if he wants to play catch, do I have the energy to play catch? And what a sad moment that is, as I, as I reflected on that. And uh, you know, what I, I didn't realize until it was too late where uh, um you know, my, one of my main relationships, my marriage crumbled because I spent too much time, uh, prioritizing the wrong things, uh, that, uh, I had it upside down, like business was first. And even though business and being an entrepreneur and being a CEO, it does take a lot of time. You have to grind it out, but you have to have the energy to do it. And what I realized is I had to flip that around because in my mind, I always thought there was enough time when I finally reached the pinnacle of whatever I was going to do with business to come back around to those relationships. I always thought there was going to be enough time uh, to come back around and take that dream trip. I thought there was always going to be enough time to contribute back to the community and other entrepreneurs when when I finally did did and achieved uh, what I wanted to achieve in business. And so what I started to realize is that there's always something more to achieve in business. And when and what makes a fulfilling life. And what I had to do is flip that around because I never really got to the relationships. I never really got to the health goals. I never really got to uh, developing and spending enough time um, on myself. 
is all about the business. And what I started to realize too is that impacted the my attractiveness, uh, not only outside of work, but within work, within customers, within my employee base, is that I'm trying to force this stuff so I can get to this point in, in my life. So what's holding me back from being that person today? And so it was really just a priority. So to cultivate that infectious energy, I, I look at it as a pyramid. We start, I start the day with self. Uh, so, I, and I don't think this takes many more hours and I don't think anybody has to, you know, there's a lot of people that preach it, you know, all right, get up early, sleep three hours a day and you'll make it. Uh, I'm not preaching that. I'm, I, I will preach good rest and recovery. I sleep seven and a half hours, but I get up at five 30 on a routine. And the first thing I do, I don't grab my phone and start working on business. Uh, I, I go and work on myself. I had and do uh, my workout routines. I try to get outdoors. I am in Wisconsin, not all the time, uh, and, and get uh, get some fresh air. Uh, but uh, I'm pouring into myself to get my day started, and I'm getting physical uh, at the same time to get the heart rate up, get my get my uh, energy going um, uh, for the day, and and then I also pour into myself with you know uh, motivational um, um, uh, podcasts. Uh, the Jen Wall podcast, uh, you know, all those types of uh, <laughs> opportunities, just to pour into myself before I even get going uh, on the day. And so that's the self uh, part of it. And I also would argue that, you know, what are the things that you really love? And, you know, for me, it's, uh, you know, golf and boating, and you got to find those times. And I, I, I think it's tough as an entrepreneur and CEO to say, carve out some time to do some of these things, because they take time away from the office. But for the, the leaders of an organization to find that opportunity to pour back into themselves, they become better um, and, and again, more attractive uh, because they're thinking uh, they're, 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 they're letting their brain rest uh, um, and they're pouring into themselves. And, and that, and that energy of, of investing in yourself starts to pour out uh, to others, whether it's customers or stuff. So it, it will come back around in business, but it's having it upside down. And then health, you know, in my creed. I, I want to ask a quick yeah, question sure. about Don't self me. because you're in such a, given your title, your role as a business owner, as a president and CEO, I think that there are some leaders that hear, well, the first thing that I do is I, I need to get to these emails. We might have really pressing client needs. We might have some stuff that carried over from yesterday. And here, what I'm hearing you say is that either way, no matter what, you are prioritizing yourself first thing. And I want to expand on that because I think there's a lot of people that feel like I can't do that because that email is waiting. And if I don't get that email, then the world is going to explode or the things are going to happen. So how do you, I guess, if I think about, you know, Brene Brown's like permission slips world, like, um, the role that they play for her, like, how do you kind of quiet some of that anxiety that might start to trickle in? Like, but Keith, like you need to get to the day. Like there are emails waiting for you. Do you know your role? Like, how do you quiet that? Because I think leaders need to hear that. Cause I, I genuinely think that's a struggle and that's the trade-off that we make every day. I have to get in and do the job. It doesn't matter what I'm doing for myself because all of these things are happening. Yeah. No. And look, I was there. I was there for let's call it forty. Well, I, you know, twenty twenty years of my working career. Um, so the, the 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 challenge it it, it is it, it does create anxiety. But I also during that time I didn't sleep. I would check my phone in the middle of the night. Get up, check my phone. I uh, race into work to try to answer things that couldn't have been 
done via email. Uh, and the challenges I heard, we run 24 or five. So uh, things are going on all night long. And, uh, it, and it just was a vicious cycle. Um, and, you know, you start to get into this uh, scenario. There's no doubt that the buck stops at this uh, desk, right? I'm responsible, accountable for the results that come out of this, uh, this uh, business. But it doesn't need to be all on my shoulders. And when I started to just test this theory uh, and give people a little bit of rope to start to uh, answer these questions or leave them a little bit, uh, you know, not instant gratification, I started to recognize that the organization started to rise to the occasion uh, as well. And, you know, in general, this this all started to transform for me personally uh, through COVID. And, and that was a really challenging time because you didn't know if you're going to stay open. You had uh, these quarantines. Uh, you had, um, you know, how, how many people are, are immunized and aren't in mass and how, how close can we work? We, we changed our entire organization and we and we helped make gowns during that period of time, all within a two month period of time. And I'm going through this transition at the same time. And I watched my team really rise to that, uh, that occasion while I got better about thinking about the next opportunity versus fixing the latest problem. And there's people that uh, start, start to do that. So from, from my standpoint, I, I had to just start trying. I had to try something different. And this is the challenge I think in the message that I have is that, uh, I know, you know, I could be stubborn sometimes, right? This is maybe a bit of my shadow side, uh, stubborn and saying, I, you know, I, I don't think it's a problem for me. Uh, you you have, almost have to experience this crucible event versus where you're going to say, I need to try something different. But what, what I would encourage is that, like, I'm going to go, you know, as I, I think about energy, I think about self, health, relationships, uh, your, your, your abundance, like your, your, your wealth, your, your energy, those things fall into that abundance category. And then business, um, you know, if you're burning it like I was burning it on the business, something on that pyramid, you know, those five pinnacles is going to crumble. It could be your business fails, your health could fail, uh, your relationship could crumble. Um, you're not developing yourself. You're definitely not helping your community and your energy. And so, you know, my, my, um, Ploy to and and answer to that question is try it. I think you're going to start to realize that your team will rise to the occasion. And really, as the as the CEO president, my job is to try to put that team together that can can handle those things, so I can be more forward looking versus fixing problems. No, I I and thank you for answering that. And I I just asked because I I just got done teaching a workshop on. Um, managing time, right? And I think that that's always the hardest thing. Like trying to get people to plan in self-care feels like that's going to come at the trade-off of their own success in their career. And so it's a scary place for some people. I get it. Our egos are in the driver's seat then, but I really appreciate you because I think you have a lot of credibility to be able to say, hey, don't wait until you know, that catastrophe or life quake moment happens to make that change, like you've got to do it now. So I know I derailed our, our kind of conversation talking about the five ways to cultivate infectious energy. So we began with the self and then the next level of the pyramid is health. Tell health. me a little bit more about how you focus and protect health. Yeah, health is, uh, I, I have a creed uh, on health for sure is uh, always be training for something. And so 
this is something I, I notice again from a motivation standpoint uh, and and really prioritization standpoint. I found that business and and relationships would get in front of my health goals. And uh, you know, if my health goes, like, I can't be there for my relationships. I can't be there for my business. And so it, it's it's backwards, right? I've got to make sure there's time on the calendar for for health. And so that starts usually early in the morning. But I also, you know, I, I train for uh, Ironmans. I train for marathons. And by putting those out there, uh, you know, you don't want to show up for this event uh, and not be ready. <laughs> and you get to, you're just not going to be able to fall, roll out of bed, and run 26 miles. You've got to train. You got to keep yourself in shape. You got to you've got to eat right. But Ultimately, what what happens then in your energy is that you're you're more physically uh, fit, uh, of course, and can endure uh, things much much longer, and have the energy, uh, whether it's within your relationship with it, whether it's within uh, the business, whether it's uh, um, within the community, uh, you you your energy uh, kind of precedes you, right? Again, becomes uh, very uh, attractive uh, to to to. You know, just even in conversation, whether no matter how you end up looking or feeling, uh, but just having the discussion around when, when was your last race and and what are you training for now? And, you know, um, so those are those are great, uh, great things to be to use as uh, attraction as well. Uh, but ultimately, it comes down to both the, the fitness side of it. So training for something, but it's a nutrition as well. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of the keto diet, uh, mostly because. It doesn't spike your insulin. Uh, you know, we, we've always learned sugar spikes you and then then you drop you spike and then you drop. And so, uh, you know, it's fine. You might feel it this way, but I, I would rather stay, you know, right at a steady level and and keep humming along. So, you know, I try not to put uh, anything in my body that will spike. Uh, I'm not perfect. Uh, don't get me wrong. I don't. Uh, but there's uh, I try not to put things in my body as much as possible to to stay at a very steady state of energy and not spike my insulin. And then back to rest and recovery, super important to have good rest and recovery um, so that you're, you've got enough energy for the day. So I try to, in order to try to get good sleep with the, the stress and anxiety of the role as a parent, um, as a boyfriend, as uh, you know, um, uh, a leader in the community, uh, you know, you've got, you've got to get good sleep. And in order for me to do that, right, it's 10 o'clock in bed, uh, up at five 30 and just consistent, right. And the body gets used to it, that consistency. And I find that I just get better, better and better sleep, uh, quality of sleep so that my energy stays high and I can pop up at five 30, do the routine, uh, because I, the certainty, you know, we talked a little bit before we start the certainty and uncertainty are important in life, but, uh, in, some of our roles, the uncertainty is is high. And so you got a lot of uncertainty. So how do you put some certainty and structure in your life so that to balance that that level of uncertainty uh, and anxiety that that might creep in? That structure is kind of offsets that anxiety you were talking about. Yeah. And I feel like that's a good reminder because I know that there are many people that have recently faced layoffs over the past few months and in a extremely uncertain situation as they're waiting for their next, you know, chapter to begin. I love that that tip of like, add your structure in now while you have the time. So you're also still protecting your health as you're going through this, I would say uncomfortable period and worrisome period. So I love that reminder. 
Crosscom is a global organization dedicated to developing effective leaders. Companies all over the world have seen their managers transformed into leaders through our award-winning and accredited leadership development programs. Our signature BPM program provides interactive management training with a results-oriented curriculum and prime networking opportunities. If you're interested in learning more about our flagship program and developing your managers into leaders, please visit our website to find a leadership trainer near you. Or maybe you yourself have always wanted to train and develop others. Crestcom is a global franchise with ownership opportunities available throughout the world. If you have ever thought about being your own boss, owning your own business, and leveraging your leadership experience to impact businesses and leaders in your community, Crestcom may be the right fit for you. We're looking for professional executives who are looking for a change and want to make a difference in people's lives. Learn more about our franchise opportunity on the Own a Franchise page of our website at crestcom.com. So your third piece of the pyramid, relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Relationships. We got to care about the people that yeah. are around us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it, it, again, it's, uh, you know, you, it's it's trying to prioritize, right? So now you've poured into yourself, uh, you know, the relationships, whether it, you've got relationships at work, you've got uh, your boyfriend, girlfriend, you've got uh, husband, wife, you've got your kids, you've got friends, and it, it's hard to keep up with. And I found myself for a long time, right? That was that was getting the last of me, right? And so now uh, I've got the energy coming out of myself and health inside myself. Now it's time to pour into others. And what I, what I do here on the relationships, because, you know, again, it can get consumed real easily. I actually put blocks on my calendar here to uh, plan. And so I'm going to put just an hour block every week uh, to say I'm going to focus on I don't know who it is yet, but not somebody. And I'm going to plan a date night. I'm going to plan a call. I'm going to write a letter. I'm going to um, uh, organize a vacation or organize a trip uh, and uh, send like my kids. I'll send out uh, old pictures and, and reminders of those things during this period of time just to to stay focused on the relationship. But I'm planning other things on my calendar from that one hour. It sounds like you're really just intentional. I even love the fact that you're writing letters to others or you're carving out the date night. I mean, when did you notice or how do you actually, again, prioritize that in a way that you're not like, well, work still has to come in? Because I think, again, we we make that trade-off or you've talked about it very openly about in your career of making that trade-off between the relationships and the work. I mean, how did you give yourself that like moral courage or not moral courage, but the courage to say like, no, I'm going to make sure I'm carving out time for these people. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's, it really is the, the crucible event. It, it's taken that uh, that failure in one of the the, the uh, tenants of the pyramid in, in a relationship to say, I, I've got to do something different. And we talked a lot, a little bit about the emotional energy and, and in the relationships I you know, the challenges of relationships with my, my mom and dad, I had to go clear out some of that shame, guilt, anger I had about childhood. Uh, and when I started to clear that, I, I lived a little bit more in peace and joy and started to, to drop those, like maybe grudges and resentment. And I realized that uh, life wasn't as easy as I thought it was for my parents as I started to to clear some of the the concepts and the thoughts that I had there, and 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 again, the time is limited. And when I started to look at the vision for my life, you know, 
there's there may not be enough time to develop the love that I've wanted to always achieve. And I started to realize that's something I wanted to be, but I was waiting for my business and there's no need for me to wait. And so it all has to work together. And I, when it does and you prioritize it right, it all, it all fuels it's, 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 it, all of it, right? So as a business owner, I think, and a, and a business podcast, we're focused on how does it help the business when you're doing this? But yeah. uh, I'm talking about relationships here and, and, and in a business podcast, I'm a better business leader because I've got really good relationships and I've got people in my life. Relationships ultimately are a mirror, your best mirror of yourself. What 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 people are showing back to you is what you're giving out, the energy you're giving out. So it's a great way to test how attractive you are and how are you showing up? Because let's face it, in business, what is it about? It's about the relationships we have with employees, customers, the community. And so I think if you are if if you have a great business going and, and really bad relationships, um, you know, it's not going to be long, right? It's some, somehow something is going to crumble. You might be able to keep it together in business for a period of time, but some your health, right? Your relationships, something in the community is going to crumble. You're just not uh, um, living all out, right? And I think part of it is, my again, my fallacy was that, yes, I want these things, but I'll do that later. And I, I don't think, I don't think it works that way. It, and it, the concept I, I think of is, is that, um, uh, is, uh, have, do, be. Uh, and so meaning once I have something, I'll do this and then I'll be the person I want to be. Uh, it doesn't work that way. You, you're, you be the person that you, you want to be like, write your, you know, um, uh, I'm forgetting that, you know, write your eulogy, right? Write your eulogy and be that person today, right? What do you want people saying to you, at, you know, at your funeral and be that today. And then you'll, uh, be, do, have. Then you do it. Then you then you'll have what you wanted. And so that concept I had to flip around as well within relationships to say, you know, to be more uh, well-rounded, uh, I needed to uh, devote the time to the relationships because it doesn't just happen. It's it's all back to your point. Uh, and I love this word. It was my word of 2022. Uh, it was intentionality. Yeah, and be deliberate. Be intentional. What do you want in your life? Who do you want to be? And, and, and do that. I love that. Well, and I think people can sense that, right? Like I want to go into business with someone that I know values others, humans, people. Um, I don't necessarily like working with people that I know are so kind of, because I think you lose touch when you stop, when you close out humanity, I think you lose touch with humanity. I think it's harder to connect with people when it's always all about the work and getting the job done and doing that and driving it. And that's the only thing that matters. Like, I don't want to actually work with someone in that way because I know that they're never going to truly care about me. They're going to care about this always more. And that's a really hard thing to compete with and to even want to do business with when you feel like someone's never going to place you as a top priority as a customer because they're always so immersed in something in a different way of like getting more and getting more. Like you're an afterthought. They're glad they have you, but they're ready for the next thing. Right. You know, and that's yeah. how it can feel. Or the Knowing next that, person or yeah. 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 
Knowing that we only have a few more minutes left, we can either do a quicker summary of the remaining two points, or if you'd like to talk about just one, it's totally your choice. What would you? Yeah, like a quick summary of both is fine. You know, the the abundance side of it is uh, uh, is a great one. I I like to to rope in the community here a lot and and how I give back. And again, same concept here was a little bit further back on my priority list. Um, until my reset and started to look at how do I, how do I take this energy and give it back to more than just the, the, the business and, and my relationships and it, I think more of my community here. And so so ultimately you know I, I'm, I'm very passionate about health so I get involved with the, the heart Association. I'm very passionate about entrepreneurs so I get involved, involved with economic development in, in Wisconsin. Uh, I'm passionate about uh, sports and and education, so I get involved in my local universities and, and athletics programs there and sponsor that. I'm a coach. Um, I I do a Shark Tank class at the local high school, uh, so it's just a ton of things. How do I give back? How do I how do I uh, give that? So again, before I get to my business, I plan these times. Uh, and again, don't get me wrong, there's still a lot of time in my business driving this uh, and the success of this business over the last ten years. But uh, these are the things that I think about first and plan time. And then the business works around that. And it's amazing back to that full circle, uh, how much more fulfilling and how much more attractive the organization is because the energy is pouring out of all the leadership uh, in my organization. Yes. It's the intentionality. It's like your word. It comes through in every single thing. Like you might think, because I'm sure someone's like, how do you do it all? You're intentional about how you plan on what you do and why you plan operating off of the five um, pieces of the pyramid. Like you're intentional about planning all five of those, which I would say not all of us are, myself included. Right. You know, we might be really good at one or two and not great at all of them. Let's dive into the final one, business. Business, yeah. And I, again, uh, we'll, we'll key in on intentionality. It's, uh, I think there's a, couple things here that you want to focus on is putting your five-year plan together. So find, you know, where's your purpose? How, how do you create differentiation? Look the five years out and start charting, charting the path to get there. And then also as the entrepreneur, you, we, this kind of like, how do you find the time? I think there's something you have to focus on. What is really your role? What are you really the best at in your organization? Because we like to believe we're the best at everything because we can probably dabble yeah, a lot of the entrepreneurs I know, a lot of CEOs I know can dabble in a lot of good things, but it doesn't mean they're the best I've ever met in these these areas. And yet they want to be involved in all of it. So if you start to figure out what the two or three things that you really can do for the business that drives success and you start to focus there, to me, that's mental energy on top of it. If you start doing things that really isn't your strength, you aren't really that passionate about, you get a little frustrated at the person that you're having to go do this. This takes you out of what I call flow in work. Uh, so if you can stay in a flow state, um, it's you're way more effective. You're creating more value. The other big thing is working on the most important things, right? So now if you have two or three things that you're good at, you focus on those two or three things and you have, uh, you know, define your most important thing. And it's amazing how your energy is almost... Um, Refulfilling, uh, it it, uh, it it fuels itself when you work on the things that you're passionate about. I don't know if you've ever noticed that you're working on something that, uh, and you just started. You know, it's nine o'clock in the morning, and then all of a sudden you look up and it's eleven, and it felt like it was ten minutes because 
you were so engrossed in what you were doing uh, that the time just flew by and you got so much done. Uh, that's flow. That's that's the definition of flow. And that only happens when you're passionate about something. So you can't be passionate about every function in a in a in a company. Uh, it's it's how do you put your strengths in the smallest areas possible? And you're going to be way more effective by doing that versus covering a lot of ground. Hire those people if you can. Right. I know sometimes you're bootstrapping uh, and that can be challenging, but I still would encourage, you know, those two or three things. If you if you uh, overemphasize those areas, it should overcome any weaknesses or gaps in your org chart in those other areas. I love that final piece of even just focusing on your strengths, because I think when you get to a certain level, it's got to be hard to let go and trust that people are going to do it. But that delegation affords you the ability to leverage your strengths and do what you know can be the highest or most urgent and pressing things for your organization. And I reiterate that point because I think a lot of people feel like they have to have eyes on things and they're just wasting their energy watching that when they could actually allow someone else to take the leap and like own that and they could be focusing and opening them up. So maybe there's a shameless plug for Crestcom and take the delegation course because we do need to like start to stand in like in solidarity with delegation, that it's a beneficial tool and it's not a sign that you're not caring or you're complacent. It's understanding and giving people the opportunity to add the value that they can bring to your organization. Keith, I've really appreciated our conversations talking about how to develop that infectious energy that makes people want to be attracted and work with us and do business with us. How can our audience get in touch with you? Yeah, please. Uh, I'd love to uh, talk to uh, some of your uh, audience members more about the the topic. And if I can be helpful to any uh, aspiring uh, business leaders or entrepreneurs, uh, they can check me out and uh, contact me through uh, my website, keithsmith.io. I'd love to, to get in touch. Keith, thank you so much for coming on the Leadership Habit Podcast. It was great to have you. Awesome. Thank you, Jen. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Leadership Habit Podcast. I was very inspired by Keith's work, his commitment, and the way that he leads by example. And if you want to know more, if you want to connect with Keith, if you're embarking on a personal journey for higher achievement or fulfillment, reach out to Keith. You can reach him via phone at 262-298-7220, or you can email him at keithsmithceo at gmail.com. And of course, if you enjoyed today's conversation or you know someone that could benefit from it, share it with them. Help others cultivate that infectious energy. And if we at Crestcom International can help you in any way develop your leaders, please reach out to us. Head on over to Crestcom.com. We offer a 12-month long, comprehensive, interactive, and fun leadership development experience. And we also have monthly complimentary webinars. We would love to see you there. Until next time.